Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I am your host, James, and today we are looking at the episode Ivan the Terrific. So it begins with young me putting makeup on Blythe, and it ends up looking like uh, if the makeup shotgun from The Simpsons ended up on Marge's face instead of a wall. And young me apologizes, and Blythe says it's not a very good everyday look, but if she ever wants to be a street performer, she knows where to go. Young Me laughs and says it seems harder to put this stuff on someone else than yourself, at least for her. And Blythe and Zoe says, obviously, in unison, and Zoe licks off the makeup. Young Me asks if they said that in unison, and Blythe says yes. Uh, Young Me then explains that she kind of wants a pet of her own, and Blythe thinks that's a great idea. So he says to do like a pet screening process, and Blythe likes the idea and tells it to Young Me. Young Me then lists off some qualities she wants in a pet, and uh, like she just lists a bunch of general qualities and then some qualities that are vaguely specific. Like I don't want it to be too furry, but what is too furry? Stuff like that. And Zoe says that uh, Blythe has her work cut out for her. And then at the pet shop, Mrs. Trombley is setting up a model of Littlest Pet Street. And she calls it Littlest Pet Street as seen from a hot air balloon or the back of a giant reptile. So this first few sections are pretty fast. And then it just kind of gets into the normal pace of the episode. So we then cut to the street where a man who looks like Colonel Mustard, except his jacket is blue, not mustard, is looking around for something. He finds a clump of fur and determines that it's performing bear fur. And he should know because he is circus animal control officer Clive Gimble. I should point out, after doing a quick Google search... There is no such thing as circus animal control. There's animal control. And then there are like a bunch of like laws about the circus. That's what I got from my like quick less than a minute Google search. But there's no actual circus animal control. There, like for the purposes of the episode there might be. But I have a better theory. And we will get to that later. So he then gets a whiff and determines that the bear needs a bath. And the clump of fur is not bear fur. It's Pete the Rat who was curled up and he scurries off. And yeah, Clive Gimble is something else. He is weird. But you know what? He's all right. He's fine. He's a fine character, I guess. So Blythe is in a room talking to young me, saying that she's talked to a bunch of prospective pets and she's going to do some narrowing down based on answers before getting interviews. Also, I do want to note, this is the first time that I have noticed Blythe changing an outfit mid-episode to show the passage of time without it being a two-parter. Because, like, uh, I know it happened in uh, It's the Pet Fest, where at the end of part one, Blythe is wearing her part two outfit just because it, like, flows into it. 
Might also have happened at uh, Expo Factor. Maybe not. I it has been a while since I've seen the Expo Factor. I don't usually like rewatch the episodes. I I might do it once like the podcast is over. Just I don't know, out of a sense of fun, because I do have fun watching the show. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this podcast. <laughs> so anyway, uh. Blythe thinks that they can limit the type of pet, like, you want a mammal, a bird, a reptile, a fish, and Young Me says, yes? So Blythe moves on to size, and Young Me wants it to be big enough. Young Me does say that she wants her pet to move, which Blythe considers a start. The pets, meanwhile, are cooking snacks, and Pepper thanks Zoe for the snack party idea. Zoe says that she has her moments. Sunil is enjoying Russell's snack, and Penny's constructing a cube of bamboo when Minka offers her her gourmet snack. Penny asks if Minka's gourmet snack is just a banana. Minka says yes. Penny says okay and eats it. Peel and all. And then Vinny takes his concoction out of his oven and asks if he wants a piece of his fly souffle. Everyone says no, and Vinny says good, and eats it all, which is a bit of humor I like. So Vinny then starts shaking, and Sunil asks if their unified rejection caused Vinny to be like this, but then Vinny screams, bear, and everyone sees the silhouette of a bear at the window. Russell asks, why is a bear roaming downtown city? And Vinny then freaks out and says that it's the start of the bear apocalypse, as told in the movie Bear Apocalypse versus Piranha Bonza. Sunil agrees with the notion immediately, saying bears are terrifying. Penny clears her throat, and Vinny's like, Oh yeah, you're a bear in downtown city. And Sunil follows it up with, But you're cuddly and non-threatening. Penny says, For the moment... Penny is amazing because less than a minute ago, she ate a banana with the peel still on it. But when things get serious, she does not mess around. She takes authority and does not take anyone's crap. She is amazing, and I love it. Russell says that there has to be a logical explanation for what this is about. And the bear starts drooling on him, and they panic, and Russell does the there's a bear right behind me isn't there joke, which I don't think works because Russell should have known that something was drooling on him. That usually works when they don't see the person behind them. That's that's how it's funnier. They see the faces of the people looking behind them, and they say... Someone's behind me, isn't there? So, a poodle is being interviewed for young me. And she says she likes squeaky toys the best because they sound like mythological creatures in her mind. Elves, pixies, gnomes, not trolls or ogres, just the good ones. And when she hears them, it takes her to her happy place. So... Uh, Blythe and Young Me are recording this 
I'm not 100% sure why. Is it just for the sake of the joke? Or was Penny and Vinny's animal sounds in uh, Tortoise in the Air, like, really just for our benefit and there is no third hard rule? Or did Young Me set it up and Blythe didn't want to tell her... That also makes sense, because, like, Blythe had to work up, like, the courage to say, I can talk to animals, and maybe she doesn't want to say, I can't understand a video recording of animals. It's, this is weird. I don't know. I, I, I just really liked that idea as a third hard rule. But... I don't know, maybe it's just for the joke of, you know, this is how interviewing works. I don't know, uh, man. So aside from that, though, I think this episode's actually, like, pretty solid. It's just, this kind of gets me down, because, like, I, I don't know. I, I liked the idea of having, like, a new hard rule that we have to pay attention to. So, Young Me asked what she's on about, and Blythe tells her how squeaky toys remind her of magic creatures and happy places, to which Young Me responds, I don't know how to respond to that. It sounds fairly logical to me, though. I don't fully understand why dogs like squeaky toys. This could make sense, even if magical creatures didn't exist in this universe. And the poodle asks if they have a squeaky toy or pixies here, which I am taking to mean that there are pixies in this universe, at least. And pixies would not be the strangest thing that this universe has to offer. I am dead serious on that. I don't like the fact that the Very Littlest Pet Shop is non-canon. Because that makes sense in context, and so do pixies. And... Like, even if magic creatures didn't exist, I can imagine, like, a dog thinking that it's at least something and that they like to chomp on it and that's why they like it. It's fine. So, the bear who's wearing a vest and a fez still roars in LPS, which must have a very good soundproofing. He then clears his throat and apologizes. He says he squeezed through the window and bone to pick, right, a bone to pick with language I have right now. Why is squeeze like with two E's but squeak with an E-A? That just makes no sense. Language makes no sense. It is a beautiful, rich tapestry of like messes it's a like uh, it's a mess of contradictions and it's beautiful it makes no sense and yet it does like whatever so russell asks how he managed to do that and the bear says he gets practice squeezing into the clown car at the circus He is speaking with a Russian accent, so he does not say the. He just says he gets practice squeezing into clown car. 
So he says he didn't mean to growl. He was just clearing his throat. He asked what place this is, and Minka explains that this is the littlest pet shop, like the best pet shop in the world, and compliments his hat. The bear introduces himself as Ivan, a circus-performing bear. He got separated from his owner and needs a place to hide. He explains that there's a circus animal control officer after him, and Ivan says that a man in uniform chasing after a bear does not usually end up well for the bear. Ivan smells the treats and asks if he could stay for a bit. The pets ask for a moment to discuss this. Minka asks what to do, and Russell points out that despite being a circus-performing bear, he's still a bear. And Pepper says, don't you think if he was going to eat us, he would have done it by now? So Neil points out that he could be saving them for dessert. But Minka says that bears don't even like desserts. Penny says, as a bear, I'll have you know that dessert is the most important meal of the day, not counting breakfast, brunch, lunch, afternoon snack, and dinner. I love Penny Ling. I love Penny Ling. She is sticking up for her kind, yet she does not need to compromise who she is as a bear. She she doesn't need to put on airs. She loves food, but she doesn't want to be looked down upon. I love Penny Ling. I love her. I love her. She. <laughs> Vinny says, what if we make him promise not to eat us? And everyone takes to that idea. So they explain their decision to Ivan, and Ivan agrees. He wants some of their snacks and says he's so hungry he can eat an entire day camp of pets. And the pets scream, and Ivan says, he's kidding. He's a kidder. <laughs> and the pets are like, oh, yeah. So Clive finds some footprints in wet cement and says, You're making this too easy. Nothing escapes the watchful eye of Clive Gimble. Meanwhile, a hippo in a tutu is right there. He couldn't miss it. He should not be able to miss it, but he does. As Clive tracks the footprints, the hippo takes off. So again, there's just a hippo on the streets, on Two legs on its hind legs in a tutu running off. And, like, no one cares. No one seems to notice this hippo. The inclusion of pixies in this universe would not make things weirder. (laughs) So the next interview we see is a gerbil who likes working out. He likes lifting weights and burrowing in cedar. You know, whatever helps keep him fit. He also likes Korean food, kimchi and pickled cabbage in particular. Blythe explains what he's about, and Young Mi's like, I don't know. Blythe says, I'm not just saying this because this is the 19th pet we've interviewed, but I think this is a perfect fit for you. He's adorable, and he likes kimchi. Young Mi says he's adorable. Don't tell my parents, who we never see, by the way. Just just to be clear, but I don't like kimchi, which makes this perfect. He can eat all of your kimchi for you. Pets do that all the time, and because he loves working out, he can work out the extra weight and do more. 
He loves it. He loves working out, and he loves the kimchi you hate. It makes sense. Come on, young me. Come on. This this is this makes perfect sense. Meanwhile, the gerbil uh, falls off the chair from lifting too much. So Mrs. Twombly walks downstairs and notices Ivan and is shocked. She then calms down when she sees the pets getting along with him. She rationalizes that Blythe must have checked him in while she was upstairs working on her model for Littlest Pet Street. Good job justifying that scene earlier. I was going to say that that scene made no sense other than to say this exists, but it puts Mrs. Trombley, like, away from the pet shop for a little bit, enough to get Ivan in there. So, great. (laughs) She admits that she didn't expect to see a bear in downtown city, but she also didn't expect to be downtown city's biggest real estate mogul. Take that, Fisher Biscuit! Mrs. Twombly, like Penny Ling, is a smart airhead, and I love it. I am here for it. I love the fact that, like, these people or pets or whatever can be smart when they need to, but absolutely dumb when they don't need to be smart. And it's amazing, and I love them. (laughs) So... Blythe and Young Me are interviewing a lizard, and he is clearly nervous. He has the aura of a comedian bombing on stage. He says people find him intimidating, but he's as gentle as a... What are they? They like ears and claws and the eyes or whatever. And Blythe says, kitten... But he says, Wolverine, I'm as gentle as a Wolverine. I mean, kitten. He really is just like a comedy bombing his act. He just has that energy about him. So Vinny is dancing as Ivan plays the accordion while riding a unicycle. The pets applaud and Ivan says he's going to do an impression of a Siberian tiger. He does it, and the pet shop is not as soundproof as I first thought, because Clive hears it and thinks it's a Siberian tiger, or a bear doing a Siberian tiger impression. I love the fact that he's right on that. And Mrs. Trombley hears it and wonders if Blythe checked in a Siberian tiger as well. So she checks and sees just the bear, And then she takes a note to self, talk to Blythe about possible future weight, claw, and fang limits on day campers. Young me, who, by the way, is not phased at all by the sound of a Siberian tiger in this scene, despite the fact that it reached to a random point in downtown city, asks the latest interviewee about themselves. And it's a goldfish in a bowl, and he doesn't talk. Blythe points out that he's low-maintenance and says that this is good, because, you know, low-maintenance. Young Me sighs, and Blythe takes that as another no. Young Me says, you're supposed to know when you know. And Blythe agrees, which kind of makes Young Me's 
previous rejections make sense. I still think that kimchi loving exercise gerbil would be amazing as a pet. Blaith suggests taking a break for lunch, and Young Me adds, as long as it isn't kimchi. Russell compliments Ivan on his Siberian tiger impression, and Ivan explains that this is the most relaxed he's felt in a long time. He explains that most people and some pets are afraid of him. Vinny and Samil admit that they were. And Vinny says he was terrified, and Samil says he was petrified, and Vinny says if there was a word that combined the two, they would be that, which Samil says is terrified. Which, I mean, it's in quotes on Google Docs, but it's still not underlined. So is that a real word? Just going to check. Right-click, define, and it's loading. Second, nope, it is not in the Google Dictionary. Zoe says, yeah, but we have since learned that you are a gentle creature in a small but stylish clown hat. Does not say fez, just a little clown hat. Ivan thanks them and says he's glad that they aren't the pets who judge Bear by his cover. The pets look at Vinny, but Ivan then explains what he just said in a very wordy manner. Again, gotta appreciate voice actors. So Blythe walks into the shop saying she forgot her phone. Young Me says that Cafe Cafe isn't going anywhere, and the two are excited to maybe see Jason one of the soul patches, which is a continuity nod, yes, but aren't the soul patches touring right now? Wasn't Pet Fest supposed to be the beginning of a year-long tour? How long has it been since Pet Fest? Timelines, people! Timelines! So, ooh, maybe that's why Blythe is starting in high school. Maybe it has been a year. Maybe. I am digging this right now. Maybe. I think so. I don't... I really can't expect to believe that Blythe is in high school since the beginning of the show. It just makes no sense to me whatsoever. So, Pepper is talking to Ivan and sympathizes with him, saying that a skunk walking into a room never has a good reaction. And Russell says that because of his quills, no one wants to hug him. So Neil points out that his quills do cause a problem, and Russell says... Yeah, but that doesn't mean I don't want a hug. Ivan gives him a hug, and Russell feels the tightness of a bear hug, and Ivan gets hit with quills. Still, the pets laugh it off. So Blythe picks up her phone, which was in the shop, and she didn't notice she didn't have it with it in her room until going out. I am six years older than Blythe, if my timeline is correct. And I take my phone with me everywhere, and I get a little anxious when I don't have it. It's just there. It's always within arm's reach, usually. If it's charging, it's a little farther away, but I always have it. It's it's really a safety thing, just in case, like, I don't know, something happens, I can pick it up and, like, call something. That's That's really where my anxiety comes from. At least that's what I tell myself. Maybe it is just how far cell phones have come in, like, you know, terms of needing one, which 
I would argue you do kind of need one. You at least need the internet. Like, the internet is a service that needs to be provided, much like running water. So, anyway... She hears the laughter and looks in and sees Ivan and believes that Mrs. T registered him. She then thinks to ask about possible weight, claws, and fang limit herself. And this isn't Blythe being a smart airhead, because she's not. Which, you know what? Not everyone needs to be a smart airhead. Blythe is creative, resourceful, like fun, willing to help. Like, she, she also has her, like, downsides. Like, she's, like, shy. She, like, she's hesitant. She, like, takes maybe, like, less chances than she should. And she has a hard time believing things, even though she herself can talk to animals. Whatever. Blythe is a well-rounded character in all of this, so she does not need to be a smart airhead. But this is Blythe recognizing that Mrs. Twombly is a smart airhead. And... Like, taking that in stride. Because, yeah, the, clearly this is something Mrs. Tromley would do. And Mrs. Tromley thinks this is clearly something Blythe would do. Despite, well, Blythe might do it if their owner came. But, like, if it, it was just a bear on their own, Blythe probably would have shoot it. It's, it's a whole thing. But, like, I, I can see, like, Blythe would be, could believe that Mrs. Tombley doesn't necessarily see the danger of a bear being there. Whereas Mrs. T just doesn't see the danger. Because, like, I don't know, the pets are getting along with him. Whatever, we're, we're moving on. So... Vinny finds a fly on his face and he tries to smack it, but he ends up smacking himself. He chases the fly to the window where he sees Clive. Vinny says that there's a creepy man in a uniform staring in the window. Ivan hides and tells him that that guy's circus animal control. Clive keeps looking in and Vinny keeps covering him. Clive leaves and Vinny says he's gone, but Clive rushes into the store and Minka warns them. Ivan hides in the hydrant. So Clive walks into the day camp saying he knows the bear is there because he left a trail to the back window, a trail of footprints and snacks. Mrs. Twombly comes in and asks his deal. Clive says he's from circus animal control. So Mrs. Twombly asks what he's looking for and Clive says he can't reveal what he's looking for until he's found it. But Mrs. Tromley does not like the cut of this guy's jib and grabs him by the ear. So, at this point, my idea is that Clive Gimble is insane. Like, he's just, like, insane. Like, Ivan doesn't know it, neither does the hippo. They just know that this guy who says he's from circus animal control is hunting circus animals. And I think that he used to be a like hunter who would hunt animals or whatever. 
and he used circus animal control as a disguise to justify himself, but at some point he grew too delusional and started to really believe that he was part of circus animal control. Like, like he came up with circus animal control to justify going into a circus and hunting circus animals, but he snapped or hit his head, and now he thinks he's really circus animal control. Slightly dark, yes, but I would argue that this is the least dark part of it all. So it's still fine to show kids, I guess. I don't know. I am, you know, just, I'm just going to go forward. I've done that before this episode. I'm going to just do it now. He's just insane and delusional. So Clive vows to return and Mrs. Tombley throws him out of the shop. Clive says he's okay, and Mrs. Tombley is mad and says, the nerve of some people, which I find to be a delightful little line because it showcases Mrs. Tombley being, like, authoritative and smart. So Ivan bursts out of the hydrant and is worried. Russell assures him that they'll hide him until his owner shows up. And Ivan hopes for their success. Mrs. Tombley cuts out another model for the littlest pet street. She hears a customer come in and Mrs. Tombley greets them, but then gets suspicious when she sees it's a guy in like, like an overstuffed trench coat and it's Clive. He looks around saying he doesn't need any help. So he bumps into Mrs. T's scissors with the trench coat and his trench coat deflates and falls off. And then Clive says, hello again. And Mrs. Tombley throws him out again like he's DJ Jazzy Jeff. And he says he's okay again. So, okay. Is that a prerequisite for this joke? Did Hasbro force their hand on that? Because, like, Clive doesn't necessarily need to say he's okay. In fact, like, it might be funnier if he's not a little okay. Or if he did get a little hurt. Maybe he did, but I don't know. The fact that they have to say he's okay, I don't know. It it, it puts a limit on it. it. It feels like it puts a limit on it. Like, there was a nihilist on your show about one and a half seasons ago, and that got just by just fine. Like, existential crisis? Sure, show the kids. But we can't have the antagonist of the episode injured too badly. So, at Cafe Cafe, Blythe and Young Me are sharing fries and they each have a drink. It looks like the cup tells us that they're having a strawberry drink, but that could just be the cup. So Young Me apologizes and said that she thought this would be a bit easier to pick a pet. And Blythe reiterates Young Me's point of, you know what, you know when you know, it's fine, these things take time. So Blythe looks and sees a poster of Ivan and she recognizes him from the shop. So Young Me looks at the name and sees it's Ivan and she likes the name 
And Blaith notes that the fire says he's missing. So uh, they go back to the pet shop and ask where Ivan is. Russell feigns ignorance, but Blaith again asks, and he points to the ceiling, and he's clinging to the ceiling, and Youngmi is impressed. Blaith suggests he get down, and Ivan falls and asks how uh, she knew who Ivan was, because Blaith said Ivan at some point. Blythe shows him the flyer and explains that his owner put it up. She said he's looking for him and she gave him a call. The pets explain that his owner isn't the only one looking for him, which is why they hit him. Ivan explains that there is an officer of control looking for him and he expects the worst. Blythe says that his owner should be here soon. They hear a clown horn and Blythe takes that to mean he's here now. So a tiny car drives into the shop, and then a clown walks out of the car. Mrs. T is a bit suspicious and tries to pull off a disguise, and when she realizes that this person's actually a clown, she apologizes and asks what she can do. So the clown honks his horn, and Mrs. Twombly interprets, your name is Bumbles and someone called you about your performing bear being here. Blythe comes out and explains that she did, and that Bumbles is looking for Ivan. She also compliments Mrs. Twombly's mad horn translating skills. Again, a pixie being here would not be weird. Would not It would not make it more weird than this is. Ivan and Bumbles see each other and give each other a hug. Young Me comments on how she wants that out of a pet if she ever gets one. Blythe reassures that they will find young me a pet. They're just going to make sure it's the right pet. Ivan thanks his new friends for a good time and says the littlest pet shop is indeed the best pet shop in the world. He then gives them a hug and Bumbles calls him off. So Bumbles gets back in his tiny RC-sized car and Ivan rides on top of it and they drive off, but Clive finds him but gets hit by Ivan and the car as they head out. Blythe goes up to Clive and says that can't arrest Ivan now. Clive explains that he was just checking his hat. He pulls out a very tiny regulations book and explains that all hats must be inspected like every six months or so. Mrs. T still doesn't buy it and Clive runs away. That is not the behavior of someone who is actually in a legitimate business. Like, running away, I mean. Pulling out a regulations book and citing their sources is. I still think this guy is a hunter who went insane and started believing all of the lies he made up to get closer to his game using this cover. And, like, he like his notes are the only thing he has. And so he thinks he must be a circus animal control member. And not... You make, making an elaborate lie to get closer to a bear. I assume Mrs. Trombley knows, however, and will be calling the proper authorities on that. So, back upstairs in Blythe's room, Blythe wonders why the latest interviewees are doing here. It's Sunil and Vinny, and Blythe points out they already have owners. 
Sunil says he's here because he wants to experience the joy of being picked again as there is no greater joy. Vinny says he's here because the new guy invited him. Blythe is curious and Vinny points to the low maintenance fish from earlier. The fish glubs and Vinny and Sunil laugh thinking he's hilarious. And that is where the episode ends. Overall, another solid episode. It It's very like on track it has all of its stories straight like every little bit makes sense nothing is out of place even though it might seem to be at time especially at the beginning the beginning was a little rushed but overall i think this episode is really solid it really knows like what it's doing it's playing the game well and like it's it's just a fun episode. It has a lot of fun things going for it. Like, I don't know. That's just it. I don't have much else to say. So that shall be it for this episode of the Littlest Petcast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on Shout Engine, on Apple Podcasts, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they can fit into tiny RC cars and have a bear ride on top. And be sure to tune in for the next episode, Senior Day. I shall see you then.